caught you. You did. <laughs> just, like, just like you always do. Kind of. Yeah. Well, hi, Louise. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Kick-Ass Conversations with Louise and Kim. <laughs> and Kim. To, yeah. This time it's both of us. It is both of us. I'm actually here. It does, We were just talking about how it feels like a hot minute since I've been here. Um, <laughs> but uh, according to the rest of the world, I was here last week. <laughs> when I was by the the benefits of technology, I was actually in British Columbia um, and not in my home office in Montreal. So, but welcome everybody who is here. Where in the world are you? Let us know where you are. Um, drop a note in the comments, whether you're listening to us live or, you know, I'm going to say it or by Memorex, <laughs> if you're catching the replay. Um, we are so glad you're here. Louise, are we celebrating something today? Just a little thing. Tiny? Tiny, okay, but really big for us, like a really big milestone. Um, I'm so proud of us. Do you want to tell people what it is? We have been here on the air for, drumroll, like this is a year. We have been doing this every week for a year, uh, showing up weekly mostly live um a handful of times we've had to adapt for all kinds of different reasons um but but regardless of what has come up we have shown up for each other for our guests and for our audience um for 52 weeks it's pretty phenomenal and i'm really proud of us i'm proud of what we've done I am too. And, you know, thinking back over the conversations that we've had and kind of the the aha moments that, that have happened, all the golden nuggets that have been found along the way, I was thinking, man, what, what could we pave with all those golden nuggets? That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, it's been, um, I'm proud of us too. You know, this was uh, a conversation that we had um, not too long after we finished the first podcast. We were um, like, is that something we want to do again in a different way? And we tried it um, one way. And then um, a couple wow. months into doing it, we did, we've been doing it with this new way. Yeah. And we're, we're constantly yeah. adapting and, and revising and, but how do we know how to do that? How What's do we know how to adapt how to and revise? Adapt? Like what, yeah. What do we want to adapt and revise? How do we know how to do that? Um, well, we do it because we experiment, mm -hmm. right? And we are not tied to any one thing. We know the feeling that we want. We, we did this earlier a little bit when we were doing our visioning, um, when we got together off the podcast here. Um, but when we are connected to a feeling more than to connected to a, a goal or an outcome, we get to adjust and be flexible along the way. And then we get to bring more of what we want into, right, that stream because we're not just hooked onto a thing. Because I think if we said, oh, let's just do 52, right, let's just do 52 podcasts and, and, and that was our goal, we wouldn't have been as successful as we are. And we were, we've been able to kind of unhook ourselves from that and, and keep moving forward in a way that our audience wants, right? And then we get to listen to our, 
our listeners and adjust and do all of those things while still delivering such like beautiful content. And we're connecting with so many people now. Yeah. Um, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, it's so much fun. And just to let people know um, what Louise was talking about when, so earlier today in um, the Your Kick-Ass Career Collective, um, we have a quarterly visioning session that we run. Um, and as part of that visioning session, other groups would call it a goal setting session or a, um, you know, a, a planning session. We really intentionally call this a visioning session. Um, thank you, Angelique, for the happy anniversary out there in the world. Um, so we are, we set these up as visioning sessions because we do want to get to that underneath. We want to create um, the vision for ourselves um, as business owners, as employees, as, as whoever we are in the world, both personally and professionally. And so each quarter we get together and we run through this visioning session and we support each other in what we're creating um, from that basis of how do we want to be in the world? That's our goal, right? That's the, that's the nugget that we're operating from, that baseline place where the feelings are, where, where we are in our most... Um, beingness. I was trying to look for another word, but beingness is what I came up with, right? As as much as um, we can be in the world, we want to be a certain way. And so understanding what that is, creating that as our foundation, and then from there, identifying what are the outcomes and what are the action steps and how do we create momentum moving forward. And then at the next quarter, having an opportunity to reflect back and see what worked and what didn't work, right? You had that opportunity this morning, from mm -hmm. Q1 to Q2. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's so powerful uh, to be able to just take that time to reconnect, to reflect back, and then to move forward, right? We can't move forward in a way that is in alignment if we're not reflecting back um, and, and bringing those nuggets forward. What works, what doesn't work. Uh, did we, did we accomplish what we set out to do? Um, and, and that's all part of that process. And as humans, we don't put enough, um, I don't know if it's effort. We don't put enough value mm -hmm. in intentionally reflecting, in that way. We do it every week here. And I think that's one of the reasons why you and I have been so successful is because we have this moment carved out on our calendars uh, every Friday to actually take time to reflect. And it starts with the celebrations, right? It starts with those things that we want to bring more of into our lives. And if we are not taking the time to just even call that up and share and enjoy and and literally celebrate for a moment and it doesn't have to be big and it's not right parades and balloons and confetti all the time but these small things that are working for us get lost in all the noise and if we're not intentional about calling that out we lose them. And so I think just in the whole act of how we've set up this podcast has actually allowed us to be successful. And now we've got this really amazing habit and routine that just fits into our lives that we don't have to think about. And it doesn't take energy, which is so cool, right? Like we've taken something that most people think like, oh my gosh, you guys do a live and a podcast and what is all that like? And we run a collective and it's like, yeah, but 
we've come to a place where it actually gives us energy in doing all of those things. And then we get to take that energy back into our work, into our lives, into whatever bucket it is that we need to be filling. Uh, and, and that's the whole point of what you and I are trying to put out into the world, right? That's that whole premise of, of why we do what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And we've had multiple conversations about buckets this week, right? How we bucket our time, how we bucket our energy, how we're creating space for different resources and what we do with the space when we've created it. Because sometimes we end up filling it back up again, even though that's not what we're wanting to create from that. And what I love in all of this time, we've created this habit for ourselves and in that, we've created some habits for our regular listeners as well. Mm -hmm. For those that, whether or not you catch us live or on replay, those that are, are regularly coming back and listening, you're now in the habit of, of understanding how to do a reflection, how to look back, and I will say how to celebrate, and I will bring the confetti, the glitter, the balloons, and streamers, because I want to do it for anything that I'm celebrating. I don't care if my celebration in the day is I got up and I shout like that. I've had days where if I get up and get a shower, that is an amazing day. There are other days where, you know, it is what other people would think um, deserves the glitter and the, and the streamers. But I will use glitter and streamers anytime. So if you want that, come see me. <laughs> celebrate you to the cows come home. I don't even know what that's saying. Oh, no, I do know what that saying means. I looked it up. It's actual cows coming home from the field. Um, so today we were actually going to talk about where, where you put your attention. So it's where your attention goes. What happens when you put your attention somewhere, Louise? Uh, you go that way. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't okay, know. We're done. Good night, folks. It's, it's it's not rocket science or brain surgery here, right? It's oftentimes it's it's just like learning to drive. Do you remember learning to drive? I do. And My dad had me sit on a hill in Tucson, Arizona, with a stick shift car, and said, "Go." <laughs> I sure do remember what it was like learning to drive. Eventually, got up that hill. <laughs> right, and and. It's, it's about, it's a, when you're learning to drive, it's all about understanding that if you look somewhere, you go somewhere, right? So if you're looking at those pedestrians on the sidewalk, you're probably going to go that way. And we have to actually train ourselves not to do that, right? Um, we have to train ourselves to to be able to look peripherally um, and see what's all going on. Because whenever we look, we go that way. And that's that in that attention that we spend on all of those things in our lives. This is usually the things that um, are crunchy, are right. Um, maybe sit a little. I called them stinky earlier today. It's the stinky things that seem to kind of rise to the top that pulls our attention to them, and and then so that's where we go, and and it it's really it's almost this habit that we get into this instinctual habit that we have that wherever we are looking or paying attention to is often where we go. Yeah, absolutely. I actually just posted something. Um, actually I scheduled something to be posted, um, in my online Facebook group about there's a specific meditation that I found that helps 
with those habitual thoughts. Mm. So when, because we have them and we go to that place. So habitual thoughts, um, you know, the, the big ones that I hear from my clients, right? I'm not enough. Um, who am I to be doing this? Um, this won't work. This can't work. I don't have enough money. Where is the money? Like all, of, all the money, that's a lot of money that comes up with habitual thoughts. And it it's these natural habitual thoughts that we have. And how do we bring ourselves back from that? Or how do we even create new habitual thoughts? And so there was a great meditation that I found that was uh, in the mindfulness uh, magazine. The, the name of the magazine is mm -hmm. Mindful. Um, so if you want to find it and I can, um, get a link for it in here as well, but it's a fascinating meditation that helps with those habitual thoughts, because again, it's steering the thoughts to where you want to be versus steering the habitual thoughts to what you're already creating. So if you're saying, I don't have the money, 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 likely you don't have the money. Whereas if you created a new habitual thought of, and it doesn't have to be, I have the money, because that can be too big of a stretch for some people. But if you if you create an intermediary level of there is money, now you've made a neutral thought. It's not about you not having it. It's not about you having it. There is money. There is money available. Start focusing on that. You're going to start seeing where the money is available. You're going to start bringing that closer to you. That's the crux of manifestation. Mm -hmm. um, manifestation is not about having a thought sitting on your couch and expecting it to be delivered like a pizza mm -hmm. It is really about having that thought and being aware and taking actions that move you in the direction to what it is that you're wanting it more of. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a great book, um, called into the magic shop, mm -hmm. uh, Jim Cuddy, Cuddy, Cody. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I'll get it right and put it in the notes. Um, but exactly that, right, is that where our attention is, where our thoughts are, what we're spending our energy on is often the thing that's present in our lives. And so how to how to how to how to do how to do it differently. And that like meditation, like so great to actually pull awareness to where our attention is, because I think that's often what we don't understand. We're not, we're not even aware of where we're focusing or where our eyes go or our hearts go or our thoughts go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because we have, one of the practices that I've been trying to do is take what I'm learning through years of meditation into my day-to-day -day life. So mindfulness, for sure, I've been doing for a, a long time. I'm not always great at it. There are, I mean, I'm a human and I'm, I'm not a monk and I have lots of things that <laughs> come at me from different directions and I have feelings and emotions and thoughts and all of that. I do try and use mindfulness during the day to bring me back to the moment. That said, there are so many other things that happen in meditation for me where I can see, I can feel, I can, I can begin to express um, the direction that I want to go. And then I get wrapped up in my day. And even though I can bring myself back to the moment, I don't bring myself back to that thought, that feeling that I had earlier. Mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. And so how do I, hi, Charlie, we haven't heard from you in a while. Um, mm -hmm. 
How do I incorporate that feeling, an opportunity to bring that feeling, that thought into my day at a different point? So it's not just existing at five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning right. where I'm actually making that time. So it it's levels though, right? It's yeah. the, so if we use this idea of where attention goes, it's my attention for years had been to use, use meditation in a certain way that grew and evolved over time. And now I'm looking at how do I want to kind of grow it and evolve it even further in my practice because now that kind of is working for me. I'm ready mm -hmm. for that next level. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually seen some really great, I, I don't know that there's any research out there. This is my own data that I've collected from my clients and from myself, mm -hmm. um, is that the meditation itself and the, the practice, because it is a practice. Yes. i got cat hair everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's that practice that we do isn't about um, how long we stay in the present moment. It's about how quickly we come back to the present moment, exactly. right? So our minds wander off and, and that whole idea of meditation is to say, oh, I'm wandering again. Uh, and, and how do I, and, oh, no, I'm back in here in the present. And, and I find that very, very helpful for people who are having trouble um, focusing on their tasks during the day, mm -hmm. right? And that focus that uh, a certain uh, task requires or, or a meeting requires, whatever that is, or even switching tasks, the more that we can um, tune into where we are at, the quicker we go, oh, I'm not present. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I get present? Or, oh, I need to be in doing this task now. How do I get over there quicker? And, and that meditation practice is so key because we start training our brains to actually work that way. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's just, it's phenomenal to see uh, what people can do with meditation outside of the, oh, let's sit down and meditate for 20 minutes or what that, whatever that looks like. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's, there are different purposes, right. To meditation, a meditative state allows us to kind of play with our brains. And given that our brains are, for many of us, our brains are on hyperdrive all day, every day. And even when we're sleeping, um, giving it an opportunity to do something different actually makes us think better. So whatever it is that you are struggling with, it absolutely is fabulous for stress. It's great for focus. It's great, you know, all of these different things that we want to use to hone our brain. It's also really, really good for reminding ourselves that as uh, Louise, you call it the hut, but it's like, I call it your beautiful body <laughs> because for me, it's not just in the heart and the gut. I have feelings that I have learned to, through somatic work, I've learned to understand what different feelings are throughout my body that are giving me messages. Right. And without that opportunity to quiet my brain, I would never be able to experience what's happening in my body to that level. And so having that opportunity to play and say, this is what I want to experiment with, with my own brain, 
-hmm. is really very cool. And then, right, again, going back to this idea of like where our attention goes, what do you want to do with it? What do you want to do with your brain? Yeah. Cool. Let's build that out because that's awesome. Uh, Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the difference between attention and intention. Ooh, um, they're different words. (laughs) (laughs) They sound the same. They sound the same. So for me, and um, attention is something that I am giving my focus to. I am giving, um, it, it is something that I'm paying attention to. It is something that I am, um, I'm aware of. So there's a level of awareness to whatever that thing is, right? It, it has my attention. My child comes in the room, I give her my attention intention to me is when I, it's a pre-thought when my child comes home, I want to stop what I'm doing and give her my attention, Hmm. right? It's my intention to sit down at my desk and take a deep breath before I start any new call so that they can have my attention. So to me, Intention is that pre-thought and attention is when we're focused on something, when we're giving it attention. Yeah. And the, the thing that jumps out to me when you, when you say that is that we often get wrapped up in the things that draw our attention. Mm -hmm. Right. And which is present and can be fantastic but if we're not intentional or there's no intention behind that, our attention is just pulled in too many different ways. And we are always looking at the shiny thing or whatever that thing is that the noise that's the loudest, the thing that's the right, the biggest, whatever that is. And I think there's those two parts that really when they when they can come together really start to move us forward is that it's not just about paying attention. It's about the intention that goes on behind that. Yeah. Well, intention is my word for this year, for 2023. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing a lot with how can I intentionally do things? So um, going back to those visioning sessions that we do in the collective, right? In the Q1, in the calendar Q1, um, I, I said that I wanted to feel, um, more expansive and more nurtured by the end of Q1. And so what I realized I was doing on a regular basis throughout Q1 was I was asking myself the question, does this feel me, does this make me feel expansive? If I'm starting to feel something's off, it's like, who is this right now making me feel expansive? Or in a different situation, is this making me feel nurtured? If I notice that I'm not feeling expansive or nurtured, um, I would then ask myself, how can I feel, right? Mm -hmm. Again, creating that intention of that's the feeling that I want to have overall, right? It's not every moment, but it's how can I influence, right? Intention creates an influence, an opportunity to influence Mm -hmm. an outcome. Mm -hmm. So that's where, again, I was giving my attention to my intentions. Um, and, it, you know, you're absolutely right with the, the distractions and the interruptions that happen to us all the time. That's where then our attention becomes split. And 
understanding our intention ahead of time. We don't know what's going to distract us or interrupt us, but what is our intention if we are distracted or interrupted? How do we know how to handle that? And yeah. I, that goes back to another word that you said earlier, which is our values. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Talk about values all day long. You know that. It all values. leads back to values. Values and data. I swear if we could just nail those two things, the world would be a different place. That's all. Um, that's all I have to say. I yeah. See, I would like to throw um, love needs to be. <laughs> Val well, that's values, right? Yes. Under that umbrella. Um, I know, I know. Um, but that brings up something I think too, that we often can fall into a trap is to thinking that, that these, these things that you and I are talking about, this attention and intention, like these are really just fundamental and, and simple things. Now I'm not saying they're easy to do, but they are, they're simple. They're back to basics. They are foundational to what you and I coach and, and how we show up as coaches and how we help our clients. I think often what happens with people is that they are always looking for a really complicated explanation or answer to something that's going on in their lives. And like all, all we are saying today is like, stop and pay attention. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm over here laughing because yeah, as human beings, we're really, really good at overcomplicating everything. We overcomplicate everything. And it's one of the things I do it. I a hundred percent, I do it. And with kind of how I'm wanting to feel and, and what I'm recognizing are some crunchy spots in my life right now. There's a whole lot of how, how can I make this easier for myself? Mm -hmm. Where did I overcomplicate this? I actually, I had a client say the same thing to me yesterday. She, she had the aha moment of, she said, because we were going through this whole list of questions. She had these automatic habitual thoughts. And so I said, well, let's question those thoughts. And so we questioned them and she was coming up with like 12, 15 questions for each habitual thought. I said, so clearly there's like, if you just ask the questions, you have some data there that that's not, that question isn't true. And so she said, yeah. And she said, I really feel like I must be overcomplicating things constantly for myself. And she just stopped and she said, I do. <laughs> I just need to tell myself to stop overcomplicating things. I'm like, sounds like a great mantra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hear it often though, too, is when we come to a place of realizing that the answer or the, the solution, the process is simple. We go, I can't, how come I never saw that before? It can't be that it, first of all, it can't be that simple. Mm -hmm. And, and then sometimes there's that feeling of like, like, why am I so stupid that I didn't see that? Well, I think it's funny you say that because I think that that's a really big part of it is, well, if it was that simple, I would have done it already. Mm -hmm. But it's okay that you didn't, right? Like that's not who we are as people right now. It, at this time in history, human beings have overcomplicated everything. Mm -hmm. We've overcomplicated relationships, we've overcomplicated work, we've overcomplicated money, we've overcomplicated sex, like we've overcomplicated everything. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So yes, it can be that simple and you can choose for it to be that simple. And that that's where I think people get tripped up. It's like, well, but does that make me dumb? Does that mean that I'm, I'm taking the easy way out? Okay. Seriously, folks, what is wrong with taking the easy way? Like that should not be a bad thing. Right. Absolutely. And just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy. No. Right. And so we need to kind of like separate that too, to say that, and, and just because it's complicated doesn't get us to the answer. Right. Right. Like we often think. And doesn't make you smart. It it doesn't make you smart. Right. That's, I mean, if, if you're saying you're stupid because like, you know, oh, I'm so stupid. I should have figured that out. Just because you've overcomplicated it, that like, that doesn't, that doesn't either make you smart or stupid. It doesn't make you either. Like, right. Yeah. It's not an indication of who you are. (laughs) And when I say take the easy way out, like there are some things we should not be taking the easy way out on for sure. But I think that there's, there are, there are very few of those things in the world. When we're taking shortcuts that harm ourselves or other people, probably don't do that. When we're doing things that are outside of our ethics because they're shortcuts, they're the easy way. Let's not do that. That's probably not easy. Like right. it, look, it looks like it is. Right. It's not. No. Right. That's a, that's a story we tell ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But things that are easier are equally as valid as things that are hard. Mm-hmm. You do this great uh, little short video that um, I, we need to put on our YouTube channel so folks can see it about the door and boundaries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the video in its totality is, want to know how to set a boundary? It's as easy as closing a door. So we we forget that it is that simple. If you work in an office with a door, you can close your door. And if you're a boss who is saying you have an open door policy, maybe rethink how you're saying that. Because telling you, telling your staff that you have an open door policy means you're also expecting them to have an open open door, open email, open text message policy. Mm-hmm. So having an open door policy generally means I am here to support you however I can. So that's great. But you as the boss need to have time to shut your door to do your thought work. And that means that if somebody in, if it's an emergency, obviously, yes, you can be distracted by it, but most things are not emergencies. And by leaving your door open all the time, you are saying thought work is not important. Thought work can be disrupted. And that is not true. Well, and you're also disempowering your staff to come up with their own solutions because you're saying like, I don't trust you enough to come to a conclusion. So just come by, run it by me anyway, right? Like that's also some of the messaging that can go out with an open door policy, helping your team grow and be empowered to make those decisions uh, are is all really important stuff. Thought work is really important stuff. And just tell, and, and this work, this is the same in relationships too, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you, when you allow people to grow and develop on their own and you're there to support them, that's very different than being there to uh, <laughs> do stuff for them or, or right? Be there. It's different. It is different. different. It's just different. It's different. Um, 
So, yeah. Um, what would you like our listeners to take away from this conversation today about attention? So I think with this idea around attention, I did love your question about the difference between intention and attention, because I think for me, there's an intentionality around what you're giving attention to. Um, and that's where it starts. Um, there's the there's an opportunity for awareness. There's opportunity for choice. And many people, you know, I love talking about choice. And m- most people don't understand the level of choice they actually do have. Mm. Um, And so setting the intention of where you want to give your attention and, and, and sticking to that, that is really the, the crux of where I would love people to start playing with this idea of where your attention goes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's that self-awareness piece, mm-hmm. right? And and that's that's what brought us to our anniversary here today mm-hmm. to celebrate that is in in that flexibility, in that adaptability, but it it starts with paying attention um to what's going on in your environment, to being really uh, aware and self-aware of what's going on, um, right? Our, our beautiful bodies and the information that it carries um, is often drowned out by the noise, this external noise. And then this thing here uh, can get pretty loud, this head noise that we have. And so, yeah, it, that I think is also something to just be, a, can you be aware of your self-awareness? Oh, 100%. It, it starts there. Yeah. Um, so key, um, in, in all of these foundational building blocks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because last week we were talking about self-evaluation and really what we ended up talking about was self-awareness mm-hmm. and, and how to come to that place of self-awareness. So if you didn't check out episode 50, um, with Jen Verton and you, uh, please go back and listen to that because it is a wonderful episode to dive into, um, really this idea of self-awareness and and how we start cultivating self-awareness so we can understand how to use our intention to place our attention where it is that we want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it sounds simple. Well, it makes a nice flow chart. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that you can easily flow chart to me feels simple. (laughs) I, yes, it involves a flowchart, but it's like you know what to do at each junction. Like you, there's no yeah. question. Yeah, absolutely, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we just I did was, golden nuggets. I know. I'm like golden nuggets now, but we just did that. You just did. Um, t- tell tell folks what we have going on, please. So other than the fact that you can uh, join us in the collective and do things like have wonderful quarterly visioning sessions, next week we have a new conversation with Maris Gebhardt on creating a kinder inner dialogue. So again, starting with these these voices, the sound, the noise that comes from inside of ourselves, I'm pointing to my brain, but the reality is that's where a lot of it comes from, but we have other voices in this beautiful body of ours. Um, that show up. So join us May 5th. What? No, April 28th. I had the date wrong. <laughs> 
next week is April 28th. It will be creating kinder inner dialogue with Maris Gebhardt. Just erase the May 5th and put in <laughs> April 28th. <laughs> Mistake maker. <Wow. laughs> Not um, embarrassed by it. It's all it's all good because just show up every Friday and you will uh, hear some great stuff. Uh, I am really looking forward to our next year, uh, the year ahead, and what this podcast will bring, what idea babies we will have, uh, where we will go, uh, what kind of guests we might have, and what kind of topics we're going to talk about. We are so very passionate about changing the way we work at work and how that fits into our lives, how we can really transform that energy uh, from from a from a taking. Uh, and how work can often take energy from us to really changing and turning the tables and how work brings us energy and where we as individuals, as humans in this world can start creating ripples in all the things that we do. So uh, I am super pumped for uh, all of that, uh, starting with next week, April 28th. April 28th. And um, if there are uh, things or people that you would like us to um, address, talk about, or talk with on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and we are um, happy to entertain those things. Adam Grant, we're coming for you, though. Oh, for you. yes. Adam Grant um, and Ryan Reynolds. Remember our episode? We tried to get keyword Ryan Reynolds out there and it just, it, it just didn't, didn't unfortunately um, we tried, like we, we can keep trying hashtag Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> hashtag Adam Grant. Um, but yeah. Um, so please, if you have an interesting career story, we would love to have you here on the podcast. Cause that is what it's all about too, right? Is, uh, sharing those, uh, sharing those stories. So other people don't feel so alone in their crazy crayon scribble of a career um, and the pivots that they want to make too. So uh, looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Kim, for being my co-host. Oh my goodness. Thank you for being mm -hmm. mine. I'm the one with the glitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great week ahead and we will see you back here next week. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.